the Pew Research Center, which despite its name is actually a secular organization that has no direct ties to the Catholic Church or to any other church. The Pew Research Center recently conducted a poll in which they asked 820 self-identified Christians in the United States, in other words, people like you and me, the following question. Do you think of yourself first as American or as Christian? Now, before I tell you the results, ask yourself how you would have responded had you been a part of that poll. In all honesty, do you think of yourself first as American or as Christian? The actual results were as follows. 42% of those surveyed said, I think of myself as Christian first. Whereas 48% said, I think of myself first as American. 7% said they see themselves as both equally, which may simply mean that they couldn't commit themselves one way or the other. Apparently, sitting on the fence is a virtue to some Americans these days. Unfortunately, you know, it is not a virtue in the Bible. It's just the opposite. As some of you know, Jesus had some very tough things to say in the book of Revelation chapter 3 to the people in the church of Laodicea, men and women who were neither hot nor cold when it came to living their Christian faith. You know what Jesus said to them? He said, because you are neither hot nor cold, because you're sitting on the fence, in other words, I will vomit you out of my mouth. It's not a virtue in the Bible, being indecisive. I should also mention one more key finding in this survey. 62% of those who identified themselves as evangelicals evangelical Protestants said they think of themselves as Christian first, whereas the same percentage, 62% of those who identified themselves as Catholics, said they think of themselves as American first. The present political situation in quote-unquote Catholic Rhode Island makes much more sense, does it not, once you hear that statistic? You see, if a person thinks of himself as American first, then obviously his faith will only be a secondary consideration when he goes to the polls. And that's precisely the way it is, right? for a majority of Catholics in Little Rhodey, in almost every general election. And that's why so many pro-abortion politicians get elected here so easily. They have no trouble at all. We need a few more evangelicals in our community, obviously. It's a sad commentary on Catholics. 
All of this has a direct connection to the important feast we celebrate in the church today, this feast of Christ the King. In our first reading, in that text from Daniel chapter 7, the prophet sees a vision. He sees a vision of an individual he describes as one like a son of man. A son of man who receives dominion, glory, and kingship from the Ancient One, who obviously is God the Father. Now this text has always been understood by the Church to be a messianic prophecy, a prophecy of Jesus Christ, the divine Son of God, who is the rightful King of the universe and of every human person, including every earthly leader. As our second reading from Revelation 1 says, Jesus is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. That, my brothers and sisters, is what is. In other words, that's the objective truth. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to whom we owe our love and our complete, complete obedience in every matter. But Jesus is not the kind of king who imposes his rule upon us in the same way that earthly kings usually did back in the first century. If he had been that kind of ruler, that gospel text I read would have been very different because he would have handled Pilate in a completely different manner. If he had been the kind of ruler that most kings were in the first century, he would have summoned his attendants, his angels, immediately. And he would have brought Pilate to his knees, along with the rest of those assembled there who were trying to put him to death. Remember, this took place on Good Friday. This was the trial of Jesus before Pilate. But that's not the way Jesus operates. On this side of the grave, Jesus simply invites. He invites you and me and every human person to acknowledge what's objectively true, to acknowledge his authority. He invites us, in other words, to make him our personal king. In the next life, of course, it will be completely different. There, everyone will be forced to bend their knee to Jesus and acknowledge him as their Lord, including those who are under the earth, as scripture says. But here we must freely choose to put the Lord into first place in our lives. So I ask you once more, do you think of yourself first as American or as Christian? If you think of yourself first as American, understand that certain things will logically follow from that position. If you think of yourself first as American, then you will do whatever you need to do to realize the American dream. That's the way you will operate. And you'll do that even if it involves a little lying, a little cheating, a little stealing, 
and manipulating the system a bit. Your ultimate desire will be to make it. It'll be for self-gratification. What will matter most to you is you. Your role models in this life will be people like Donald Trump and Hugh Hefner. People who, in the eyes of the world, have made it. People who have it all. People who have reached the top. So you might pay lip service to Jesus for an hour or so on a Sunday morning, but ultimately, push comes to shove, your desire for worldly success will override the rule of Christ and his gospel in your life. If, on the other hand, you think of yourself as Christian first, then once again, certain things will logically follow. Oh yes, you might still pursue the blessings, the material blessings of the American dream. But you'll do it in a different way. You'll do it, you'll seek to do it, in a moral manner. The law of your king, Jesus Christ, will be your guide along the way. Your public life and your private life will be lived according to the golden rule. Not the rule of hedonists like Hugh Hefner who tell you to do whatever you feel like doing. It's an interesting irony, is it not? And I will close today with this thought. If you think of yourself as American first, you run the risk of being a very bad Christian and ultimately a bad and an immoral American. If, on the other hand, you think of yourself as Christian first and freely choose to enthrone Jesus Christ as your Lord and King, you'll likely be a very good Christian. And at the same time, a great American. Think about it.